0: It's interesting to note that the JSE All Share Index is pretty much where it started at the beginning of 2022. The Dow Jones Industrial Index is down about 8% and the NASDAQ is off a whopping 30%. This is troubling for investors concerned primarily about capital preservation, and some markets did better than others, the JSE among them. As we close out the year and look forward to 2023, are we in for more troubling times for equities? Well, joining us to discuss this is Wendy Myers, Head of Securities at PSG Wealth. Hi, Wendy. It's good to have you back on again. This is a challenging year for equity investors, no doubt. Give us some perspective here. How have local equities performed during 2022?
1: To your summary, local equities have held up pretty well when compared to offshore exchanges. Um, and and obviously, from a investor perspective, we promote uh, diversification across local and offshore. So I would imagine those investors that have that diversification are looking at offshore returns and are quite troubled by it. I think fundamentally, we need to look at how your approach to investing is for the long term. Fundamentally, we are very keen on investors having a more predominant local focus when it comes to diversification and a reduced exposure to offshore. And it's been evident from the returns of this last calendar year. Looking forward, I think we are going to expect further volatility, especially given offshore interest rates. And it's something we haven't seen for the last 10 years. So investors need to buckle up for the ride. What's pleasing, though, is not only that the all share has sort of ended where it started. But there've been some really good gains across um, certain sectors. I think the banking sector is a prime example of this, uh, where we've seen um, in north of 25% returns across some of the larger banks um, from a share price perspective. And that's obviously in the context of increasing interest rates where these banks typically are able to make higher returns.
0: That's quite a good return. you know, 25% for the banks at a time when world markets look like they're in trouble. Now, how do people get access to these equities? A lot of people will be DIY investors. Others are familiar with unit trusts and the various retirement funds. So explain the investment vehicles that are available to investors and how they can get exposure to local equities.
1: Obviously, if an investor is a bit more confident in in investing on their own, they're able to invest in a direct share portfolio. And um, with PSG, we offer that ability for investors to to, to do that. Obviously, the investor needs to be aware of their risk profile, um, the amount of money they wish to invest, um, and typically, depending on the value of that investment, certainly the more material investments, we do recommend um, engaging with a PSG advisor to assist you in, in crafting your portfolio. For those that are not as risk tolerant, I think uh, unit trusts are a very good way of easing into the investment uh, market. Unit trusts obviously reference equities. You can have some unit trusts that are solely equity-based and have diversification across sectors. Then you have certain unit trusts that we call our multi-asset, which gives you exposure to um, bonds, cash, and equities. So the returns might not be as marked as maybe a a purely equity unit-based unit trust, but it's great for giving the investor that sort of entry-level exposure to investments.
0: I mean, it's clear that equities should be seen as a longer-term play because I think over time they do beat inflation. Why should equities, though, be considered part of anybody's retirement plans?
1: Well, I think fundamentally we all want to retire comfortably, right? We want to know that at the end of our career, we have enough in our pockets to be able to live a relatively decent life and have a similar standard to what we've been used to. And, you know, if you are predominantly invested in cash and bonds, we don't believe for the long term that that sets you up for success from a goals perspective or from a retirement goals perspective. So really, the the key is to ensure that you have at the very least, a 50% exposure to equities, in my personal opinion. And that sets you up for for success for the long
0: term. Right. So 50% into equities. What about the rest? What's the other 50%?
1: Well, I think, you know, um, bonds have typically generated very strong returns to investors. Um, we have seen not as much return on on bonds this year. I'm talking local bonds, of course, but I still believe that is a very, very good uh, combination to add to your equity exposure. Um, and then there's cash. I think in a strong uh, interest rate environment, cash can deliver some strong returns. So I wouldn't underplay having exposure to that. But look, I'm keen on a full equity exposure, but then that's that's because I'm used to it and it's something that I'm comfortable in. But I think investors really do need to sit down with a financial advisor Plan out what their requirements are from a retirement perspective, considering things like medical expenses, the, the RAND depreciation, and really have a look at what that diversification needs to be from a local perspective and then see what can be um, added from an offshore perspective. So it's really just driving that balance to talk to what the investor's risk uh, profile is and, and the financial advisor is able to match that quite well.
0: Okay, and just to be clear, the financial advisor's role in this, of course, is not to select the equities on your behalf, but really to decide maybe asset allocation, as you mentioned before. So just explain what is the role of the financial advisor in this process?
1: Well, they typically sit down with you. They look at your current Uh, assets, they look at your uh, risk profile, they look at how comfortable you are across the different uh, types of securities, whether it be bonds, cash, equity, uh, property portfolios, etc. And they will help you craft that investment and the amount that is required to be contributed towards your your investment on a monthly basis. Obviously, the majority of investors have a retirement plan, they have a retirement annuity, um, but often we find that those Contributions when it comes to retirement aren't sufficient. So you, you really need to sit down with your advisor and say, this is what I currently have from a retirement perspective. And your financial advisor will say whether it's uh, adequate or not to fulfill your, your requirements, which you will define. And then he will guide you as to what additional investments you can make. And that would talk to equities or unit trusts. And it's obviously. In addition to your contributions to your RA, um, to your retirement plan, and th- they might even talk to tax-free savings um, accounts. Yeah, and and certain tax wrappers that can assist you.
0: Okay, and as we look forward to 2023, are we in for some troubling times, or are there some good values, uh, good bargains yeah, to well be I- had?
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, so I think there's some good bargains offshore at the moment, but. I don't believe it'll be as volatile as this ca- calendar, but you never know. I mean, if I, it would be lovely to have a crystal ball. I just think that fundamentally when investors look to, to their investments, they must get comfort that they are adequately contributing towards investments uh, monthly and annually. And they n- need to look to the long term. I think you need to understand that markets are volatile. They react to sentiment. They react to. Uh, macroeconomic activities. And you need to take some of the noise away and understand you are committed in your investment journey. And you know where you need to where you need to end up and your financial advisor will be with you along the way to, to guide you and to keep you on course.
0: Wendy Myers, Head of Securities at PSG Wealth. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me today.